journeys of the life of Jesus Christ according to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 4. This chapter started by saying that after Jesus left Jordan, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And while he was there, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And at the end of his fasting, he was very hungry. And the devil, seeing that he was hungry, decided to seize that opportunity to tempt him. And he said, If you are the Son of God, command the stone to become bread. But Jesus answered and said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then he was led up, and in a moment of time, he showed Jesus all the riches and glory of this world. And he said, All this belongs to me. For it has been given to me, and I can give it to whoever I choose to give it to. And he said to Jesus, If you bow down and worship me, I will give you everything. And Jesus answered and said, The word of God said, Thou shalt worship the Lord your God, and only him shall you serve. Then the devil took him to the top of the mountain in Jerusalem, and told him to jump down, and said, For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee, and they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt not put the Lord thy God to test. Then the devil left him for a while till he had another opportunity. And Jesus went down to Galilee, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, and everyone that heard him and saw him were impressed by him. And Jesus went into the synagogue and preached the word of God. And all that heard him were impressed, for he talked with so much authority. That then Jesus went to Nazareth, his birthplace, and on the Sabbath, he went to the synagogue as usual. And he stood up to read as the scroll was handed over to him, and he opened it. He read from the prophet Isaiah, which says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to bind the wounds of the oppressed, and to set free those that are held captive, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And when he had finished reading, he handed over the scroll back to the attendant, and he went to see them, and all eyes were fixed on him. And he said, Today, this scripture is fulfilled before your own eyes. For I tell you, a prophet is not welcome in his own house. For I suppose you will agree with this proverb that said, Physician, heal thyself. Do ye in your hometown what you did in Capernaum. For I tell you, in the time of Elias, there were so many widows in Israel at that time when there was no rain for three and a half years. But Elias was not sent to any of them except for the widow at Zarephath in the city of Sidon. And also, there were many lepers in Israel at that time in Israel, but it was only Naaman the Syrian who was cleansed. Then everyone in the meeting were very angry at Jesus' word, and they banished him from the meeting and took him to the mountain cliff over the edge of the village and wanted to throw him down, but he slipped through them and walked away. Then Jesus went to Galilee, and there he preached in the synagogue on the Sabbath, and everyone that heard him were impressed by his words, for he talked with great authority, and there was a man who was 
posed with unclean spirit. He was possessed with unclean spirit. And he screamed with loud voice, saying, What do you want with me, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. And Jesus commanded the demon to be quiet and to come out of the man. And the demon immediately left the man, throwing him on the floor, but not hurting him. Then everyone in that place marveled and said they had never seen such a thing before, and even the evil spirits obeyed him. And the fame of Jesus spread throughout all region. Then Jesus said to them, So Jesus went to the house of Peter, and Peter's mother-in-law was sick with high fever. And Jesus, standing over her bed, commanded the fever to leave. And she immediately got up and ministered unto them. Now, when crowds heard that Jesus was there, they brought everyone they knew that was sick or possessed of the devil for Jesus to heal them, and he healed them all. And the next day, Jesus went to a quiet place to pray. And the crowd sought him, and he healed them all. And they beckoned on him to stay with them. But he said to them that he needed to go and preach in other towns, for that is what God had sent him to do. So he preached in the synagogue throughout the country. The lessons I've learned from the above scripture. The first lesson is Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. This connotes a time of preparation for his ministry that was committed unto him. For as many as led by the Spirit of God are called the sons of God. He had to go through that wilderness experience in order to prepare him for what was ahead of him. There's a part in the scripture that says that um, Jesus led obedience through suffering. I mean, there is a time to for preparation. And that preparation, most of the time, there are wilderness experiences. So what is it that you're going through that looks as if it's everything is dry? Everything is no friends. It's like you are deserted. It's like everything is against you. It's like, no, it's a time to seek the Lord. It's a time to ask God, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? What do you want me to see? What do you want me to learn? I mean, because of the tax that is ahead of him, Jesus needed to go through it. And as we can as we can tell, he was being led by the Spirit of God. He was being led by the Spirit of God. So those wilderness experiences in our journey, most of it, they are led, they are leading of the, the Holy Spirit in order to prepare us. Are you going through any form of challenges? Is it as if the whole world is against you? Are you going through... I mean, just anything that is not pleasant to you or that looks as if, oh, this is not enough. Let's let's be optimistic about everything around us because all things, the Bible says, all things work out well for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So when God has called you, expect your wilderness experience. So the second lesson I've learned here is Jesus taught the word of God with authority, not minding what anyone thinks who is listening who is not listening i mean it's no it's no respect of any man whether you are a man of leadership or if you need to hear the truth he will tell the truth and it's not going to mince his words while saying it he spoke the truth of the word of god with boldness i mean 
when we say with boldness, is not careful about his words. He says it as it is black, white, gray, pink, blue, as it is. He just says it directly. So, I mean, the, the, the boldness Jesus had was what Marvel the I'm sure Marvel the disciples had. Even the people were impressed that, wow, we've not seen someone with such authority. You know, you don't, you don't preach the word of God or tell people about Jesus as if you are begging them to listen. No, you are doing them a favor. You are doing them a favor. So, with boldness, speak the word of God. Speak the truth. When you say anything wrong, you are in a place to say anything wrong. I mean, come on, wake up. That's why you are there. Speak the truth. Anyone that needs to hear it, let them let them know this is wrong. I mean, not for your own glorification, but for their own transformation, for them to change, for their own good, and then for the, to the glory of God. So I pray we'll, we'll be bold enough. I mean, we, God has not given us a spirit of timidity, whereby we should fear, but the spirit of truth. Whereby we can cry, Abba Father. We have it says, come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of his sound mind. When it has to do with the word of God, when it has to stand for the truth, when it has to stand for what is right, I mean, let us be bold. We have Christ within us, and um, the Holy Spirit of God within us, and Christ Jesus is also with us. Now, the third lesson I've learned here is Jesus knows when to bow down. I mean, Jesus knows when to bow out. Sorry to say. You know when to bow out of the schemes of the enemy. I mean, it's not every battle that you have to confront. There are some that wisdom is profitable to direct. You just have to excuse yourself. You know, yeah. So it's Jesus knows when to bow out of the schemes of the evil gathering of the people, for he slipped away from them. You know, when Jesus told them about what he had just read from the book of Isaiah, and he told them before their very eyes, it's been fulfilled. I mean, a prophet is not appreciated his own time. It's the truth. There are people in your family, your brothers, your sisters, uncles, aunties, or anyone, even mom or dad that God has, uh, they've got special gifts that God has given to them, but let's, let's call it spade a spade. They are not, the way they are being honored outside is more than within the family because familiarity, you see. So these people, they know Jesus, they know we are going up, going up from, and there's a part, another translation that says that is, uh, is it not his brother and mother that is just his sisters? I didn't they not uh, is it not Jesus the carpenter's son? The one that you know, when you say all that, they didn't even say carpenter's son, they said Jesus, the mother of the son of Mary. I mean, and in the Jewish culture, when they um, associate a child with the mother, is more derogatory than with the father. As I've, I've been, I've, I, I've been told, I heard, you know, you know, they, 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 they really despised him, so he couldn't do much. He told them, say, yeah, you might say that, yeah, you, you heal the blind in Campanon, you did this, you do the same in your time, but you don't value him, you don't honor him, so you can't, you can't really perform like that, so let's appreciate people around us, that's, that's, that's the truth, especially when you see they've been a blessing to you, God has used them in one way or the other, to help you, don't, don't despise that, don't look at it like it's your entitlement, no as you appreciate them you're appreciating god because it's god has sent them to do that 
so i pray that the lord will help us so to be wise so um the fourth lesson i've learned is jesus was filled with the word of god that he counter attacked the attacks of the of satan i mean he was filled with the word of god how how filled are we with the word of god i mean daily daily he says that any jesus said anyone that is willing to follow him let him deny himself take up his course daily and follow i mean that course daily might be you studying your bible you waking up in 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 a wee hour of the day of the morning and just spending that quiet time with christ in order to be filled with the word of god you know because when the enemy comes with his attack or when anyone when any one wants to test the Christ in you. I mean, you are filled with the Word of God. You don't you don't respond in same same manner. You you respond better. There's a, a better life. There's a better way. So if you are not filled with the Word of God, I mean, you can't give what you don't have. So please let's let's try. Let's try. No matter even though it's the verse of today, meditating on it. Let's see. Uh, stay on the Word till it becomes flesh in our lives. So the fifth lesson I've learned here is Jesus was filled with compassion and he healed everyone that was oppressed by the devil. I mean, everyone knew that there was something about this man. I mean, virtues was in him that came out of people that healed them and all that. And there was a particular one that really stuck. The one that he went to the house of Peter and then he saw Peter's brother-in-law laying on a bed with fever. And he stood by her and then commanded, in fact, he just commanded the fever to leave. And immediately the fever left. And when the fever left, she did something very remarkable. I would like us to take note of and also to see that we consciously do it. She got up immediately and she served everyone. So I just want to admonish us this morning. What is it that God has delivered you from? What is it that God has healed you from? After you have received your healing, it's time to serve God. It's time to use the, in a way to say thank you. It's not just saying thank you, Jesus. Let's go beyond saying thank you and showing the thank you with our service to God and to the people of God and to others. And as we do that, I know that God will bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening.